Hello there, and welcome once again to Insight Peterborough. I'm Devin Wilkins. Insight Peterborough is a project of the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind. And if you'd like more information about CCB, or the Canadian Council of the Blind, just send an email to ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. That's ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. Well, I'm once again finding that I have to play catch-up because I forgot that last week was the beginning or the first Monday of May, and we didn't do Get Together with Kim. So that's what we're going to do right now, and I'm going to have a chat with Kim Kilpatrick from Get Together with uh, Technology about iPhones, iPod Touches, and iPads. Well, hi there, Kim, and welcome back to the program. Well, thank you for having me, and it is now uh, springtime and getting on towards uh, summertime, and uh, yeah. We we can look forward to being outside more, can't we? Oh, yeah, that'll be nice. I like, lately, um, I've been hearing a lot more birds. Yes. uh, The nice thing about lockdown is there isn't as much traffic. You can actually hear... When I take the dog out, you know, I hear birds, and yeah. it's kind of nice. Like, I, I kind of like that I that I hear birds and, you know, feel the sun, and yeah, that's, that's nice. So this month we're going to be talking about, um, first of all, uh, I want to ask you whether you think um, the Apple products are more accessible than Android for people who are blind. I will say, in general, I will say yes, although Android has made a, a lot of big strides. But here's the things I, I kind of think, and every every now and then I'm an Apple user, I will say that, and I do play with Android uh, periodically and just see what I think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is people say, well, Android is a lot cheaper, and it's true that there are many, many Android phones, and there are Android phones that are a lot cheaper than iPhones, but sometimes some of the very, very cheapest brands will not work well with the accessibility features, because you do need quite a bit of, you know, quite a bit of memory and good speakers and all that to, you know, to get your accessibility features going. So, in a way, the best experience with Android is still with Google or Samsung. Um, phones, which are the higher-end phones, about comparable to iPhones. Uh-huh. Um, so that's one thing. People say, oh, they're better because they're cheaper, Android is. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, I hear that if you have low vision, that Android phones are really, really good. And I, I don't have low vision, so I can't really compare. Um, I, I can't compare because I don't um, have low vision, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So that's one thing. Okay. Um, the other thing is, if you are a, uh, if you're really tech inclined, 
Android and playing with Android is probably fun for you and you might really like it. Because I will say that the Google Assistant is on Android and the Google Assistant in some ways is better than Siri. Like it, it's, for anyone who has a Google speaker, it's like that, you know? So it, it understands things. It's, it's really good at sort of context. It, it seems better than Siri in, in some ways. Right. Um, so that if you're familiar with the Google system, and, and, and that's the built-in kind of assistant that you have. So, so that could be really quite good if, you're, if you also have a lot of Google speakers in your house. They kind of, you know, your accounts are kind of connected. You, you might enjoy um, Android. The, uh, the, the tech support, the kind of the support in the community has improved for Android um, devices, but still, the number of blind people around you who probably have iPhones, um, the website applethis.com, which, which is a website that has all kinds of resources and guides and things for Apple devices uh -huh. and apps that are accessible and stuff, that has been going for a long, long time. And so you end up having quite a lot of good material, yes. um, and you do, the Apple Store's people, now mind you, these days no one's going into any stores um, to get help, but the Apple Store people, I always tell people when they're buying a phone, whatever it is, well, if it's an iPhone, don't go to your carrier to get it set up, because they won't know, so if, if you can, um, you could go to the Apple Store and you could you know, get it set up there because they know more than anyone in these kiosks do. Yes. So that's the tricky part about Android is that there isn't like a, a Google store where you could walk in and, and try them and, and like get them to actually help you get your accessibility going. And some people in those carrier kiosks do not know anything about accessibility, so they might not be able to help you get started yes. on things. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a bit different. Android is, they're trying and they are listening to the community. So Google is, you know, they're, they're listening to the community. They're making big strides in, in features and, and in the way accessibility is. With one exception, um, their Braille support compared to Apple. So if you're a Braille user, mm -hmm. you have a display, or if you're using Braille screen input on your iPhone, there's no question that it's way ahead of Android, which I don't know why because they keep saying they're going to improve it, but it's really, really primitive. So if you were deafblind and use Braille or if you're, you know, blind and use Braille a lot, uh, iPhone is is still far superior okay. that way, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but it is it is improving and it's, it's nice that there, there are more people who are trying it and liking it. Um, Commands are now more similar, and not the commands, the gestures are now more similar. So at the beginning, when I first tried an Android, the gestures were totally different and they were strange. There, oh. was, there were some where it was like drawing on your screen a little shape. Oh, really? Instead of, you know, like go back means you draw up and to the left, like almost like a backwards kind of L. Oh. I could not get those. I couldn't get those. I was having a lot of problems with them. Yeah. And, but now, the, the similar gestures, like the, the 
one finger double tap that we know and the and the two finger double like and the swipe right, swipe left kind of gestures are are similar. So you can do more if your the learning curve is a little less steep than it you know, than it was yeah. was before. So that's a good thing, definitely. And it's a good thing to have choice. Um, so I would say that if you know someone with an Android device and you're looking you're looking to get something new and you're not sure, um, get them to turn on the screen reader, which is called TalkBack, and, and kind of play, play with it a little bit and see what you think. Oh, yeah. The Google Assistant with the phone and see what you think. Because it is much closer. It's much closer uh, than it was. Um, the other thing, um, too, is since last summer, uh, there's two uh, participants of uh, Get Together with Technology program who have an Android group. So I, I sit in on their Android groups. I, I open the room for them and sit in. They are uh, passionate Android users. And we do have an Android users group the third Wednesday of every month at 7 p.m. Eastern. Okay. So um, if anyone wants to come to that, even if you were thinking of, well, I might change and I'm not sure, um, so you could email me uh, and I can, because it's register, you have to register to come to that. So you could email me at uh, gtt at ccbnational.net and I will, um, I will send your information to the people that, that have that group. And one of them is totally blind and one has low vision. So we're definitely trying to bridge that gap so that like, there are places where if you do get one, you know, you could have some support and some help, help with it, which, which has been a gap, you know, before. It has yeah. definitely been a gap for sure. Okay. So now speaking of Apple... Um, how do you determine whether you should get an iPod Touch, uh, an iPhone, or an iPad? Well, um, so one thing I will always say to people is if you're totally blind, um, getting an iPad, unless you have a real reason why you would like an iPad, which might be, you know, better speakers or something, something, to me, as a totally blind person, that's too much real estate. There's no need for it. Ah. You don't need the big screen, right? You don't need to feel to call because the iPad has two columns on the screen, and that can sort of mess you up yes. sometimes if you're totally blind, like feeling around trying to find, whereas an iPhone and an iPod Touch, it's just one column on your screen. Okay. So if you're totally blind, I would say um, really an iPad is not necessary unless you have a real uh, use case for it. And if you say, no, I, I have a few chance, I want the bigger screen, I, or, you know, I, I want an iPad for the sound quality, or I want, you know, whatever reason. But um, so I would say the iPhone or the iPod Touch for a blind person okay. um, is a better deal. Now, one thing... Uh, I've told a few people recently, so there's a newer iPhone called the iPhone SE 2020, oh. which still has kind of like a home button, like the iPhone 8. Oh, yes. But it has all the innards of an iPhone 12, I think it was. Right. And it's 
reasonably inexpensive for an iPhone. I can't remember the price right now, but it might be, you know, 400 Canadian without a plan or 500 Canadian, which isn't a whole lot more than an iPod Touch. And the iPod Touch has a lot older kind of hardware. So for some people, I said, if you could afford, it's kind of the price of an iPad, right? But it's a phone. I said, if you can afford that and you want to try out the iDevice, I would recommend buying an iPhone SE 2020 and not putting your SIM card in yet. So if you're not sure, if you think, I don't know if I want one of these smartphones, if you can afford to buy it, now some people can't and they do need a plan and they have to do that. But if you could afford to buy an iPhone SE, like which is the cheapest one, and still has kind of a fake home button, you know, and it, it's still, like it's, it's small. It's very small. Oh, um, smaller than the iPhone 8? No, it's about the size of the 8, I think. Okay. Maybe just a touch. If it's smaller, it, it could be just a touch, but it, it, it feels quite a lot like the 8. Like, it's small like that. Okay. It's not big like the ones after the 8 have gotten quite, you know, have gotten bigger a little Yes. So I would say... Um, you could get that if you can afford to buy it. Like, I would buy that over an iPad, which is, you know, which you can pay about the same for them. Yes. And just and just try it without a without a SIM. Uh-huh. You don't have to make, you don't have to put the card. Because people say, when I get a phone, I have to put the SIM in. Well, no, you don't have to put the card. You just have to use it. You can use it like an, like an iPod. Mm-hmm. Then you can just see if it's something for you, if you like it. Then you can always go and get a plan. You know, you can yeah. shop around for plans, and you can get a good plan and put the card in. But you don't have to put the card in right away. Okay. Now, if you have low vision, there are good um, reasons why you might want an iPad because, you know, it is a bigger screen. It might be easier to see. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so that is something, if you can, so the, the difficulty right now is you can't always go somewhere where you can see everything. No. But if you can go to an Apple store, like once things open up more, they're really good about letting you see, you know, the different different things there are. Okay. You're gonna see, okay, if if I have some vision or if I have big hearing loss, maybe I need more speaker. Maybe I need that. Yeah. Bigger thing. Um, some iPads do you can buy well you can always buy Bluetooth keyboards, but some of them, you know, come with this, a case that's almost like a keyboard so that, you know, you could use, if you're a good typer, you could use that. Oh. Um, so I think it's it's partly what you want to do with it. Yeah. If you want it to be portable, if you're going to have it with you all the time, you know, maybe a phone. But if you have low vision and the bigger, like you need something bigger, maybe the iPad is, is, is the thing. Um, I know when I started long time ago, I got an iPod Touch because I just didn't know whether I wanted it and whether, like, I didn't want to tie myself into a plan. And yeah. so I did get an iPod Touch first and just played with it for a while and then really liked it and so decided that the next time I needed a phone, I would get a phone. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think it's smart to kind of think about, don't just grab something because someone said, um, you know, it was the thing for you. Yeah. Think about what you will use it for. Yes. And then you can think about also 
do you need a big screen? Do you need uh, speakers? Do you need is something too heavy? So I know someone who uh, we were helping someone with low vision, and in a way, she needed a big phone. Like she got an eight plus, I think it was, or oh, something. Yeah. And that was good for her low vision, but she traded down to an eight because she also had arthritis in her hands, and holding it was harder for her. Yes. Or sometimes if you have small hands, like you you get a bigger one or get an iPad and you're holding it and it's not comfortable or, yeah. you know, so that's the benefit of being able to go into an Apple store and ask to say, I want a new device. I'm trying to figure out what I, what I need, yeah. what I want. Um, the other thing is some iPads, um, as a cellular model or a Wi-Fi model, so you can buy a data plan for them. Okay. I, I don't usually recommend that at all because nowadays, well, nowadays we're all at home with our Wi-Fi, but even when we're away, most places have Wi-Fi. So it costs quite a lot more to get that, and I would say, heck, like normally I would say, unless you have a real reason why you need data, and pay for extra data on an iPad, I would say just get the Wi-Fi version. It's cheaper. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that would be that would be my recommendation. If, my general rule of thumb is if you're totally blind, the smaller the better for you. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know? And uh, if, you're, if you're low vision, that's something you kind of have to figure out whether – the bigger screen, and often that is the case that that really is helpful to you. Right. And I call it iPad. Uh, and they have many, they have different models of iPad, and I don't totally understand. Like some are called iPad Air, and then they're called, well, the Pros are a lot more expensive, and they're almost more like a laptop thing. Oh. You, you probably don't necessarily need that if you... You know, you don't necessarily need that. Yeah. But the um, the the iPad Air and the iPad like whatever seven generation or eight generation. Right. I don't know the difference. There are price differences. Like I think they, I don't remember what they start at now. Sort of four hundred or three hundred and something. But the I don't know. But I think it's the processor just like the processor differences and things like that which I don't fully understand, but that would be something where you could talk to someone um, and touch them and, you know, kind of figure out what's good for you, you know, what okay. you would like to what you would like to get. And you do have a couple of weeks. So if you buy something from the Apple store, you have a couple of weeks to return it. Okay. Um, and you're supposed to have twice as long if you have a disability. So I think it's two weeks. Okay. But we're supposed to get four weeks because it might take us longer to figure out and learn whether the accessibility is, is, is good enough yeah. for what we need. Yeah. So um, you can get it and take it back. Now, this isn't quite as easy nowadays because you're probably getting it online, and I'm not sure if it means from the time... You ordered it, or hopefully it's from the time you received it that you could, you know, that you could have that trial trial period. Right. Yeah. Um, and again, if you know someone in your in your bubble, and again, this is hard now because we're all not 
congregating. But if you know people who have them, because so many people around us have, you know, they'll have an iPad. Like yes. my mom has an iPad. Uh-huh. And I played with her iPad while I set up her iPad, but then I played with it, and I really realized, oh, no way, I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't want that. Yeah. Um, you know, and so if you know someone who does, or even maybe who has an old one, they got a new one, Yeah. and maybe they'll give it to you, and you can play with it and try it and and use it for a while and get comfortable with how to use it before you get something else. Yes. That's a good that idea. That would be uh, something to try for yeah. sure. And is the major difference between an iPod Touch and an iPhone, uh, is the major difference that you can phone out with the iPhone uh, but not with the iPod Touch? Yeah, that's the really the only difference. Every other app... Um, will be on there, you know, like yeah. all the other apps, but it doesn't have a phone um, capability. Okay. But nowadays, say with Zoom and stuff, I mean, you could be Zooming on it, you could be, you know, doing all these, these other phone-like things. Yeah. Um, but no, it doesn't have a phone, and with the text messaging feature, it would only have iMessage, so only people with other iPhones you could text them, but you couldn't text um, like on a phone. You could text people with anything. Yeah. Uh, but on that, you can't. And, of course, it wouldn't have any data. So when you're outside of your, um, you know, your your house or yeah, else, you wouldn't get that. Um, so if you got someone's old iPhone that they, you know, say they were not using it anymore. Yeah. You and you don't put the SIM card in. It is just like an iPod Touch. I mean, you just have you can put everything else on there. You can put you know music on. You can listen to radio stations on Wi-Fi. You can do all of that, oh. but you just can't make calls. Right. Okay. So that's yeah. really the only difference. Um, they feel very similar. The size. Well, the size of the iPod. The iPod is very small. Um, it's about. Uh, it may even be a bit smaller than an 8. Okay. It's quite a small device, uh, and so people like that. And it still, so far, has a headphone jack. So that's a, that's an advantage for yes. people who really want that in there because nothing else anymore has the standard 3.5 no. headphone jack. Well, the iPod Touch, the last one, um, was a couple of years ago, I think. It's... A, as far as I, it still has a headphone jack. Okay. And a home, and a kind of a home button. So, All right. Um, so that, there are blind people who just love that fact that it is, um, that it's still there, the headphone jack and the, and the, and the home button. Yes. Um, so it, it is, uh, it's, it's a good thing to start on. Now, yeah. I think that the iPod Touch, the last one, now maybe they'll put a new one out. It's like an iPhone 7, so it may be getting close to the end of the updating cycle, which is one reason why I was recommending people get the iPhone SE, because it, it's a little bit more expensive, not much, but it it's way more advanced in terms of its, like, it'll get updates for a lot longer. Yes. Yeah. So if you had an iPod, iPod Touch, 
uh, and you needed phone uh, facilities, you'd end up having to carry two devices. Yeah, so I um, I actually use an old phone now as an iPod Touch. I used to have an iPod Touch, but it kind of died. And then I, like I had a phone that, when I upgraded my phone, I just kept the phone as an iPod Touch. So, yeah, you would have to. Now, what I do with these sort of iPod Touch, which is an old phone, is I just put everything on it that's entertainment. Um, I put on, I took I took off mail, messages, like everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, news, everything off. And I just put on almost like it would be like a Victor screen. So I put on it. Um, Easy Reader app for, like, or Sheila, or Stream Reader. I put on music and radio stations, like TuneIn Radio and podcasts, and left it at that, like, Audible. Like, I I just put on anything that was entertainment and took everything else off so that I use it as a device at night for reading or... Oh, so if you just don't want your phone with you and to be interrupted and you're reading a book, you know, I just right. keep it there. But you're right. If you were out, I mean, you, you could have two devices yeah. with you. But um, but the other thing, things uh, sing quite well. So say, for example, if you use the app Easy Reader, um, your position will sync. So say... You are out with your phone, and you loaded the book on Easy Reader, and you're reading it at your doctor's office waiting room or something. Yeah. And then you come home, and you open Easy Reader on your iPod. It should sync your position oh. where you're reading. So, so you could just leave that entertainment device home, or if you were going up to a cottage or somewhere, somewhere you you could just take it, you yes. know, and say, "I'm leaving my phone somewhere, and I don't want to." Right. I'm going to take calls on my phone. So people have different strategies, but I think it's really interesting that people are starting to figure out that they're, they're too plugged in all the time and they need to they need to not do that, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It would be very easy to do that, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thanks yeah. very much, Kim, for chatting well, with us you. about that. Thank you. That was a fun conversation. Yeah. And, and it's something that a lot of people ask a lot. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do I get? What's, what's the difference? Right. You know? Yeah. So that should have cleared up a lot of people's, uh, answered a lot of people's questions. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then we'll have to think of nice topics for the for the summertime. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now that we know we're going through the summer, yeah. yeah. That'll be great. That'll right. be fun. Yeah. Thank you very much. We really appreciate that. Well, I really appreciate this. It's always fun talking to you and your listeners. And if people have topics they'd like us to cover, feel free to um, tell them to you, and you can tell them to me. Yeah. Okay, and uh, they can uh, email me at insightpeterborough at gmail.com. Yeah, so that's in, great. Yeah. Well, thank right. you very much. Thank you, and you have a good rest of the month. And we'll too. talk to you in early June. Okay. Okay. 
And now it's time for our new monthly feature called Simple Savings with Linda Todd. And this month we're going to talk about the Access 2 card. Well, hi, Linda, and how are you doing this month? I'm doing great, Devin. That's Thank good. Thank you. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Yeah. So we're doing our second installment, I guess I should say, of Simple Savings. And this month you wanted to talk about the Access 2 card. So maybe you could tell us a bit about that, because I don't know a whole lot about it myself to ask you intelligent questions. (laughs) Okay, sure. Yeah, this month I've been keeping busy coming across uh, a variety of of uh, deals and savings opportunities for everyone. So I've been making regular notes uh, to, you know, convention today and, and in future episodes. So that's been really fun researching them and, and taking advantage of them for myself. So that's been, that's been really cool. The Access 2 card is a, a phenomenal um, opportunity for people. And it's through Easter Seal, and it's very simple to attain. You do need to uh, get the application off the website, and you uh, you have to get your doctor to to sign it. And it's for people with a permanent disability. And uh, but the doctor just signs it, and then you send it in. Uh, there is a cost for it. Uh, the access it costs. $20 for three years or $30 for five years. And what it gets you is um, in, into all kinds of venues across Canada, hundreds of them. Wow. And uh, either half price or free or you pay full price and your support person uh, gets in half price or free. And... Uh, it's for, there's no age limit, so anyone, any age, any permanent disability who requires the assistance of a support person. And in the definition of assistance of a support person is pretty loose. Uh, you know, they don't ask questions, because I've had this card for a couple of years, and so you just show it, and, you know, they charge you accordingly whatever their rules are at that particular venue. So when I refer to venue... It includes uh, all movie theaters, so one person gets in free and one person pays whatever their full price, so whether it's, you know, seniors or child or whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, and going to the movies is very expensive, so, mm-hmm. so that's a really big saving. Sure is. Uh, and the, uh, yeah, regarding the support person, there's no... Uh, they, they don't question, you know, that if you, how that person needs to help you. Right. You know, so that's, uh, you know, it can just be husband and wife, you know. Okay, yeah. Well, although I'm personally capable of going to a movie theater by myself, you know, there are, you know, it is handy to have a support person. Yes. Uh, especially meandering around in the dark. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as venues, there are... If you go on the website, which you can just Google Access 2 cards, and uh, it's 2 is in the number 2. Okay. And it comes up, and you can get the application there, and it's, it's the website is very easy to navigate. You know, it explains uh, about Access 2 and Easter Seals, 
and how the card works and how to get your card. And then you can pick your province. Uh, uh, everything's divided up by province. Okay. And so if you click on, on Ontario, uh, it brings up all of the, the listings that uh, get you in. So, for example, like I mentioned, the Cineplex, uh, the Canadian National Exhibition, oh. um, the Aquarium, uh, what's it called? You know, the Aquarium in Toronto? Mm -hmm. uh, I pretty much called Aquarium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I know we as a family... Uh, went to the Toronto Zoo, and that was where we got the best value because my son has an access to a card as well. So there was four of us. Oh, wow. Uh, so at the Toronto Zoo, uh, they gave the, the person with a disability got in half price, and the support worker got in free, plus they gave us free parking. Wow. Like, it was huge. It, and yeah. I don't I don't remember the cost to get into the zoo, but it was basically I think like twenty five or thirty dollars per person. Oh wow. We ended up like our savings was over a hundred dollars. My goodness. Uh, you know, and the access two card cost thirty dollars for five year membership. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was good. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that visit alone more than paid for both of our cards. Yes. Uh, so that was uh, extremely impressive. So that was the best deal that I've, I've uh, um, come across. Yeah. And then when you go into Ontario, you then can hit the drop-down listing into city. So if you, uh, I'm just on it now. So I will, let's see, go into Peterborough so we know what, uh, what's local. Yeah. And so the Canadian Canoe Museum accepts the Access 2 card, Lang Pioneer Village, uh, Peterborough Museum and Archives, mm -hmm. and, uh, well, the River Park uh, Zoo is on here, um, which is kind of ironic because it's free to get into anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good promotion for the zoo, and it's a reminder of opportunities for all of us to go to. That's right. Uh, and also Showplace uh, Performance Center oh, nice. is on here. And, you know, they have many great shows at Showplace, and some of the tickets can be quite pricey. Oh, yes, they can. Uh, now, it doesn't say on the website what the specific savings the venue offers. Okay. Uh, it is stereotypically the support person gets in free, and the person with the disability pays full price. Okay. Um, so, again, that's still a 50% savings. Yes. I know I've been at other venues where there's been even more of a savings. Right. So, basically, the minimal savings um, is 50%. So, so, that's, so, that wouldn't work if you went on your own? No, no. There's no savings if you go by yourself. Oh, okay. All right. Um, not that I've encountered, and not, and I have to say I don't think I've tried that. Like, yeah. Uh, so I know I did. Uh, I did go to the home show in Toronto, uh -huh. and they 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 didn't accept the access to card there, which I found kind of surprising. Oh yeah. But uh, 
the art gallery in Toronto uh, accepts it. Okay. Uh, Beta Shoe Museum, Black Creek Pioneer um, Village. Village, yep. Yeah. Casa Loma, the CN Tower. You know, it's pretty yeah. expensive to go up the CN Tower. Mm hmm. Um, what else is on here? Any Divine other places in Peterborough? Uh, pardon? Any other places in Peterborough? No, they were the only ones in, oh, okay. uh, in Peterborough. All right. So, um, maybe we could actually work on that, or if this podcast is, uh, or, you know, is gets a great fan base, people can, you know, and people start, you know, inquiring and asking about the access yeah. to cards. You know, that's one way to go about it, too, that when you go to a place, Right. Ask them if they accept it, and you know many people may not even be aware of it. No. No. So a lot of it is education, and uh, I'm sure you know a lot of places would probably be quite open. Yeah. You uh, to accepting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just making them aware and saying, hey, you know, uh, the Ontario Science Center, uh, Pirate Life, and what's interesting when you scroll through. Uh, all the opportunities. Oh, here it is. Ripley's Aquarium of Canada. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, but when you scroll through, you know, uh, it reminds you of places that either you're not aware of, like here's another one, Symphonia, Toronto. I have no idea what that is. No, same here. Uh, Sky Zone Trampoline Park. I've taken my kids there. Did not use the Access 2 card. I never thought of it. No. You know, so there's uh, uh, a lot of it is even learning and remember to check because if you don't notice, if you know, they may not even have an access to symbol up to remind you to, uh, you know, to ask. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's another thing, too. Like, whether you have an access to card or not, it is asking the questions. Do you offer opportunities for people with disabilities or discounts? You yes. know, uh, like we talked about last month. I just learned about the FIDO accessibility discount. Yes. And, and so I sent a simple email uh, with my CNIB number and uh, asking about it. And I now have $10 a month off of my bill. And that's basically, that's 13, or no, it's $11.30, right? With, yes. With tax. Yeah. And I've had my FIDO phone for, what, six, seven, ten years? Okay. You know, Ten or twelve years I've been with Fido. Yeah, you know, so that's a lot of money. It is. That, uh, I could have been saving. Yeah. Uh, just because I wasn't aware to send a simple email. Right. Yeah. So, so since learning that, I have checked even with Enbridge. You know, paying my gas bill and other things. Like, yeah. oh, wait a second, who else might uh, offer? Um, Discounts like that. I didn't. I certainly didn't expect one from Enbridge. No. But, you know, again, if you don't look, you're not going to know. No, that's for sure. Yeah. And did you get one from Enbridge or no? No, no, they no. don't offer one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was mean, using that as an obscure example because you know you just don't know. No, that's right. right? You mm. know, and um, but I thought um, I'd ask just in case there was one. Yeah. <laughs> to let people know. Yeah. So whatever provider you have, uh, I would suggest uh, checking their website okay. and, and 
in cases not even specific on the website, but sending an email of inquiry and asking. Yes. Because, you know, uh, back to the FIDO example, I've been on the phone with FIDO, you know, multiple times over the years. Yeah. And I'm sure that I've mentioned that I'm visually impaired, but whatever, whoever the service representative, you know, they never mentioned about the accessibility discount. So no. they either don't care or they're not aware of it or yeah. didn't think of it in the moment. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it is really important, as you know, to yeah. uh, advocate for ourselves and just ask the question. Definitely. Now, the access to card, um, I don't know why this question came to mind, but is there a Braille label on it so that you know that that is the card that you want to present? Uh, I don't know that. Uh, yeah. I, but I went to the FAQ here. Uh, let's see, the first question, this is interesting, the first question on FAQ is uh, about French. <laughs> so oh, okay. You can get the website in French and your card in French. Okay. Uh, let's, I'm just reading down uh, to see if it says anything about Braille. Okay. And what other questions do they have in the FAQ? Uh, uh, some of them are pretty, they're pretty basic. Uh, can you play by, pay by Visa? How early should you renew your access to card? Uh, does it expire? So yes, it expires, it's, and it's got the expiry date printed on it. Okay. So three years or five years. Yeah. Um, um, how do I? Oh, can I? Oh, can you purchase online or advance tickets with my Access Two card? And uh, can that's you? a good question, actually. And the answer is no. Ah. Each venue, yeah, they say in most cases, no. Each venue determines their own policies regarding purchasing advance tickets. Okay. Um, because, and I understand that because otherwise someone could borrow someone's access to card, put in your number, and get the tickets at yeah. a reduced cost, and then just go. Yes. So, so the venue does have a right to ask for ID, and I believe that each time I presented it, they have asked for ID, you know, so that the access to card matches. The name, I see. You know that it's you know it is my card. Yeah. And I've just and I've pr always presented my CNIB card. Yeah. Um, and plus, I have the Ontario um, Photo ID. card, yes. uh, which I highly recommend for those that may not have it. Right. Um, you know, because in my instance and in yours, we don't have a driver's license. No. And. You know, a lot of places your health card is not a, I don't quite understand why, because it is a government card issue. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a, an official accepted uh, piece of ID. So for us previously, uh, you know, I would have to carry my passport with me. Yes, yeah. And uh, it actually cost me to have to replace it when I went to actually needing it. Because it had gotten so weathered and it must oh, have gotten a bit damp at some point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whereas normally most people can lock it away and keep it safe and only need it for travel out of the country. Yeah, that's right. You know? So the, so. the, so the Access 2 card does not have a photo ID on it. No, it does not. Uh-huh. 
FAQ. Oh, and no mention, no mention of Braille. So no. I will follow up on that <laughs> and uh, and send an email and ask, and then we can report back on yeah. that. Okay. Uh, for uh, for next month. Because you know you uh, get a whole bunch of cards in your wallet, and you're oh. thinking, all right, which is this? Which is that? You know, I have cards that don't have any. Uh, rough spots on them, you know, like raised print or anything. The print is too small, but sometimes I can uh, tell by the location of the print on the card what the card is, uh, like my visa and that sort of stuff. But now I do have some cards that have absolutely nothing on that you can feel, and so it's hard to know which is which, you know. So I thought if it had a bit of Braille... On it, uh, I have done that myself. Actually, I have taken a piece of dymo tape and written the braille on it, and then um, peeled off the uh, the backing and then stuck it to a part of the card that I thought might not interfere with computers and that sort of thing. You know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the access to card is uh, completely smooth. Ah, okay. There's no identifying. Uh, raised bumps or anything, okay. you would have to do that. So, um, you know, uh, inquiring about Braille is a very legitimate question. Mm-hmm. And does it have, uh, um, I forget what card it is now, now that I'm thinking about it just for the moment, but one card I know has a, a corner cut off. Does it have all its four corners? Okay, There's so. nothing identifying on it at all. No, no. So for um, access, it's not very accessible, is no. it? <laughs> <laughs> no, not to everybody, that's for sure. So, yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah, that's, uh, I, will, I will fire off an email and inquire uh, okay. about that. And maybe that may even be an example of promoting change. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how that uh, works out. Like if they could just write access to on it, you wouldn't have to have your name on it because you already know that. <laughs> but if they would put access to on it, then uh, people would know what it is. Yes. Yep. Even if they didn't know Braille and they were, uh, you know, if they happened to be a blind person or low vision, just the presence of the Braille on the card would let them know what it is. Yeah, and I'm not familiar with Braille. No. But, uh, but you know, there is Braille, the little raised bumps on money. Yeah. So I'm familiar with those. So even, you know, putting two, representing the access to. Oh, yes, that know, would work. On the card, you know, yeah. would, would be beneficial that way. So. Yeah. It's not even that, you know, you would need to know Braille and what, and having the word access in it, no. you know, in Braille, mm-hmm. you know, just, uh, or, you know, a row of 
bumps. I'm not sure if bumps is the right word. You can correct me on Dot, that. Dots. Um, dots. Dot, oh, it is referred to as dots, okay. Um, you know, a row of dots down the side or whichever, you know. Yeah. You know, or, or just two representing the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. All right. I've brought the application up. Okay. And the application, it's pretty basic. And I've mentioned you need you do need to get it signed by your physician, but there are actually uh, a range of professionals that you can take it to. Okay. You know, if you're especially now, uh, and you cannot because the application can be submitted online, so you don't need the original signature. Oh, okay. You, you could email this, you know, to an office and yeah. get it signed, and I could email it back and then submit it. Yeah. So it can be a physician, a nurse social worker, physiotherapist, mm-hmm. psychologist, uh, speech language, pathologist, uh, even a recreational therapist oh. uh, or an educator. So really they're looking, uh, oh, and here, this one I hadn't noticed before, an executive director of a disability services provider. So um, Council for Persons with Disabilities, yeah. I mean, right? John McNutt, the executive director, could sign the form. Yeah. Uh, or... Uh, you know, CCB, uh, Canadian Council of the yes. Blind. Yeah. So anybody that can attest to, you know, that you are disabled. So yeah. they've made it, you know, they've made it pretty uh, accessible. Yes, in that uh, regard. You know, yeah. to, for approval. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything more about the Access to card, or do you want to carry on with something else?
walked a little ways away, not that far. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't have to wait through that great big long lineup. Right. So, so that was a bonus. Yes. And, you know, they asked for my ID. I didn't get any other um, special services, but I, did, I didn't require them. And it was three or four years ago, so I can't remember what they offered. No. But I do remember that they, they did inquire. Okay. Yeah. Terrific. Yeah. And um, if you have a guide or service dog and you needed a little bit uh, bigger area to uh, to sit, uh, they'd probably put you where people who use wheelchairs would sit in a, in a place like show place or, or whatever. Yes. Yeah. For sure. And or a place like Canada's Wonderland, you know. Yeah. They, um, even though they do give you a map, but the maps are not in Braille. No. And depending, and they're always very tiny. So if you have a guide dog, it's really important for you to know exactly where you can take that dog for its breaks that it will require. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Also, they would be able to explain that um, or, you know, maybe even carry you over to them, to the, to the area. You know, yes. Like those, pay, those type of big corporations, you know, have staff on hand to give that uh, extra aid yeah. you know, at times. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what else, let me see. Uh, this is a, another, this is the time of year as well. I think we did mention this um, last month, but um, Ontario Parks. Oh, yes. It's camping season, you know, and yeah. so Ontario Parks offers anyone with a disability a half-price site. Oh. And uh, so that site is minimum fifty-six twenty-five uh, a night. Okay. Uh, and if you get uh, electricity to your site and water and different things, they go up from there. Yeah. So the basic site is fifty-six twenty-five. So okay. Someone, someone with a disability saves uh, twenty-six dollars and fifty cents. Wow. You know, but, um, now this is with the access to card, is it? Uh, no, sorry. Oh, I okay. We switched uh, subjects. Okay. You don't need the access to card with it. Okay. Uh, uh, now, it would be um, a form of ID uh, for it. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'll, I will take a look. Um, I know even, and it doesn't have to be in that person's name. You just have to be, you know, uh, we booked the site under my husband's name because they want a driver's license. Right? Oh, yeah, right, yeah. And, and your license plate number uh-huh. uh, for your vehicle. But so anybody in your party with a disability, you then qualify for the half price. Now, are the are the parks open now during the current lockdown? Or I was thinking about the May 24th weekend. Yeah, well, they're not open for camping yet, okay. but they're open for reservation. Oh, okay. And with mm. Ontario Parks, you have to book early, and especially now, it, it's always been like this, they fill up really, really fast. Yeah. Uh, even, you know, normally, my husband goes away every Father's Day weekend with the kids and a bunch of other fathers, and they have to book the site they want in Bon Echo in January to be oh, able to get it. My goodness. Yeah, and now Popular with COVID, um, because camping has become even more popular. Yes. 
uh, it, it is going to be even harder to, uh, to get sites. But yeah. I don't think officially it starts until, I think, the weekend before May 2-4. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, but certainly, if it's of interest to anybody, uh, you want to get on that now because it, it will be yeah, uh, it's very coming. difficult to uh, get sites, especially with someone with a disability, like the disability, they, and they have, they have sites that are allocated for the disabled. Uh-huh. You know, there's not that many. There, they do go quickly. Yes. And then your next best is, you know, you want to be fairly close to the bathrooms and stuff. And yeah. But really, disabled or not, I want to be close to the bathrooms anyway. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that has nothing to do with being visually impaired. No. Nope, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, do we have time for any more? No, I think we're pretty much uh, out of time. But okay. uh, if uh, you save some up for, I'm sure you'll find more for for next month. So uh, uh, thanks. Next month we'll uh, we'll talk about uh, autism uh, opportunities for those that have autism. All right, that sounds good. All right. And yeah, and any other uh, little tidbits that uh, between you and I that we uh, that come we come up with. with. But there's right. always, uh, you know, lots of opportunity for savings. Yeah. Well, thanks again for doing this uh, with us this month, and have yourself a good month. Thank you, Devin, and you too. Thank you. Wow, that was a jam-packed show. Thank you for being with me, and... Uh, I hope that you'll be able to join me next time. Until then, have a good week. Bye for now.